Hey, what's happening, John? A Cut Above Horror Review, episode number 63. We are talking about Sorority Row from 2009. It is Horrors of School Month. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing this. Oh, boy. It's actually a remake from 1983's The House of Sorority Row. So uh, get back, relax, enjoy episode 63 of A Cut Above Horror Review. It starts right now. Oh boy. Cut my life into pieces. Good evening and welcome to a Cut Above Horror Review, a podcast where we review all things horror. I'm your host, Jacqueline, and tonight we'll be reviewing Sorority Row from 2009, continuing with our September theme the horrors of school. But before we get started, let's meet everybody else on the show. First up, it's Hydraberg. What's going on, Hydraberg? What's going on, students? <laughs> teach us, teach. Mm, yes, because I'm teach a teacher. Us how to, teach us how to write a stellar reach around. I will. <laughs> we want to learn. I got a good one for tonight. So, Ooh, I can't wait. And next up, we got John. What's going on, John? What's happening, Jacqueline? What's happening in Hydraberg? Uh, I want to say a huge thank you to uh, Robert and Andy from uh, the Circle of Jerks podcast. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming on last week. The episode that I was on, uh, the Halloween episode, just came out on YouTube. So make sure you check that out. But enough about me. We found well, those out guys are jerks, man. <laughs> they're a circle of jerks, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But what I want to know is how do two people form a circle? not really a circle jerk if there's only two of them well maybe mm. they hold hands and it's like a They're like an army of one <laughs> it's more like a it's more like a 60 jerk yeah <laughs> hey I could do <laughs> I got 69 a jerk 69 jerks <laughs> well check it out uh wherever you uh listen to youtube but uh yeah that's out right now the halloween episode uh they kick off their spooky season but uh jacqueline awesome. We mm-hmm. found out last week that for your 40th birthday, happy birthday, by the way, um, your husband took you to a very special place. Will you please enlighten us on that? Oh, yes. He took me to my favorite place. He took me to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios in Orlando, which is my hometown. And um, I mean, it was just fantastic. Uh, I haven't been able to go since 2008. And then, Why is I'm that? sorry, 2018. Cause I got all these little kids and like, it's just, it's so hard to, you know, get somebody to stay with them overnight. And because like to go all the way down there, you're there until late at night and then you're exhausted at the end. So you really have to stay overnight. Um, if you've done it right, you should not have the energy to drive two and a half hours back home afterwards. Just take them with you. I'm sure it wouldn't, it wouldn't be harmful for them <laughs> to witness any of that stuff. So as, as, as big of a horror fan as I am, I would not approve of taking small children to this. I don't care how, like, (laughs) I mean, I don't, maybe I shouldn't say that because I don't want to judge. I mean, other people, you know, people know their own kids best, but um, I, I, I would definitely never bring my own kids to an event like that until they were maybe 13 or so. Um. But yeah, it's so it's my favorite place. I haven't been able to go since 2018. And before that, I hadn't been since 2015, maybe. 
And uh, so it was just, it was really special. And Joey really went all out. He got a great hotel for us. And he was such a trooper because as you guys know, he's no big fan of horror. That's for sure. But it was my 40th birthday. And when he asked what I wanted to do, I told him I want to go to Halloween Horror Nights. Since it was your birthday, did you have a favorite attraction without spoiling it? I'm yes, I definitely did. I don't think if I revealed it, I don't think it would be any great shocker, but I can give you like a quick, a very quick, like description of the different houses. If you guys want to hear what those were. Absolutely. Um, Well, let's see if I can remember them all. Uh, I'll try to go to house of trash bags from (laughs) around every corner. There was another trash bag, bag. another sharp implement falling out of it. Hold on. (laughs) Let me guess. I am serious. I'm not a trash bag. My unibrow has been trimmed, Rob Zombie. <laughs> that was like, okay, how many inside jokes can we cram into one sentence? That was a pretty good, that was a pretty good effort. Right. One. <laughs> you got like all of them in there. I did. So actually, so that's one thing you said, Rob Zombie, Universal Hollywood has for several years had a Rob Zombie haunted house at yep. their Halloween Horror Nights event. And Orlando has not had that, which absolutely drives me up the wall. Um, I would kill to have a Rob Zombie haunted house at Halloween Horror Nights, but they haven't done it. Um, but uh, so you let, so the, the events are slightly different. They do. I'm sure there is some overlap, but I've never been to the one in Hollywood. So but I've got, I mean, I've been going to this since I was like 12 years old and only missed, you know, a few times in the past few. It's basically since I started having kids. So, um, yeah, so the first house that we went to was hell block something or other. And it was like a prison theme. So like, instead mm-hmm. of cell block, it was hell block. And the theme was that you're in this prison, but some kind of mutation has taken over all the prisoners and the guards. And I don't know if it was like alien life form or a virus or what, but everybody was all gnarly and, you know, psychotic. The second one was Halloween, like the movie Halloween, like the original. And that one was so dope because it really took you through all the main plot points of the movie. And so you start out, Michael. What's the wrong on it? <laughs> no, no, the just the original. Oh, okay. I thought maybe Buster Rounds was doing not like resurrection. Kung Fu moves or something. No, no, no. Was um, the music in there? Hold on. I, I I don't mean to cut you off, but was the music? Of course. Oh, yeah, no. you got it. Music was in there. Must have set Absolutely. such a tone right there. Just the it was so fun. awesome. It's what I love about houses that are based on pre-existing movies that we're familiar with is that you get to feel like you're in the movie. You know, that's dope. Um, so in the Halloween one, you start out and you're in the um, Meyer's house and Michael's a child and he's in the clown suit and um, and then there's Judith and oh, Michael what are you doing and then it fast forwards and then he's stealing the car and killing the nurse and then you're then you're at Lori's and she's babysitting and she's like oh run down the street and you know do as I say uh, go to the McKenzie's <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Loomis like get out of here so uh, it, it was just great. It was that was great. Um, You're evil. <laughs> yeah, and then there was okay. There was one that was not based on a movie. It was some kind of like dead fisherman theme. It was like Winter's Pier, and you were like on a pier with all these boats, and then you're kind of like 
it's like these kind of resurfaced shipwrecks and these dead zombified fishermen. It was like the Gordon's fishermen, but covered in barnacles, like the and like fog. rotting, like the fog. Yeah, the fog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then after that was um, the Fiesta of the Chupacabra. So, oh, nice. like in Mexico, oh. that one was cool, but the storyline behind it wasn't so clear. Um, like the chupacabra kind of popped out at a couple of times, but more than that, it was like these people with the voodoo masks doing their chanting or whatever. And they were like the main people jumping out at you. There was like, I could have done with a little more chupacabra in the chupacabra house. If you know yeah. what I'm saying. There was one that I almost did not go into. It was bugs eaten alive. Oh, oh, wow. And it's, it's the first time in my whole life. I've been going to this for like 25 years. It's the first time in my whole life nope. that I almost didn't <laughs> want to go in the house. Um, and so the premise of that one is you're in like the 1950s. And, you know, in the 1950s, there was this kind of push towards like better living through science. Yeah. And like, you know, the modern home has all these features and get this brand new vacuum. So the idea behind this one was you're in this, you know, so-called home of the future and they've come up with this way of eliminating bugs it's like a little you know spray that goes into your air system and it gets rid of all the bugs in your house well something goes wrong and instead of the bugs dying they all mutate and get huge and they multiply yeah um so that 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 was actually my friend megan told me ahead of time she was like don't be scared yeah there's roaches in it but they're super fake they're so friendly (laughs) <laughs> they were not fake enough for me to not be scared. So. They weren't Beetlejuice going like, "Hey, how you doing?" Hey, what's no. going on? Hey. That would have been. I could have. I would have enjoyed that. But no, this was like shadows of roaches crawling on the wall. These like screams. Ooh. I just. I, just, I, just I, I put. I put my head down. Megan's yeah. a good friend. She probably lied just a little bit to get you in there. <laughs> Jacqueline, I'm with so. you. It, 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 like bugs like that just freak me out. Ugh. So I, when we got out of that one, I actually felt a wee bit ill. I was, yeah. I was a little, a little ill. Um, it's funny because you brought that up and I watched this uh, movie on Shudder. I, I forgot what it was called. It was like the living dead of the Winchester house or something like, and <laughs> you know, God rest uh, and Elizabeth. But um, I saw this and it was just, it was the same kind of idea because like this um, science group almost like nasa was creating this uh nuclear energy harvesting thing and it created (laughs) zombies and i'm just like oh shit there's gonna be like big ass freaking cockroaches and grasshoppers and stuff like that and i'm just like no no i'm not doing that yeah this is making me a little ill just to talk about it sorry sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you guys know how i feel about that but i got through it i'm alive um after that there was one where you're like in a it was kind of similar to to the prison one except you're in a subway and like dead rotting people um but that was pretty cool like you really felt like you were in a subway car and then you had to like kind of walk between two crashed cars and the lights are on and then the horn is blaring at you and you got to like run through um so that was good there was one that i was totally surprised by that I, i i did not expect to like it but I, it was maybe my second favorite one. The weekend, and it was based on the weekend. Yeah, like the musical artist, the weekend. Yeah. Really. And when I found out that he had his own house at Halloween Horror Nights this year, I was like, "What the hell does he have to do with horror? He's like a, he's a singer." 
but um, some people on the straight chilling slack were like, oh no, he's, he's got several videos that are, you know, strongly horror themed. And uh, so Megan, my friend, she actually sent me an article that's like, here are the eight videos you need to watch before you go to the haunted house for the weekend. And so I didn't get through all of them, but I watched a few and they each had little descriptions. So I read the descriptions and sure enough, there are some strong horror themes in there. And the very house... cin- cinematic too, just like all his videos, mm-hmm. whether they're horror themed. Yeah. Or and they're very, like, there's a lot of bright lights, like a lot, a lot of the scenes in the videos mm-hmm. take place in Vegas. And then he's driving to LA and, yeah. and there's like all these beautiful the people and Holly, like kind of the bright lights of Hollywood. But then they've got this like grotesque surgery and these bandages and it's all fucked up. And so the house, there were a lot of like these bright neon lights, but contrasting with these dark things happening. And then there's one part where you, you're walking through these kind of small little rooms that are connected, but then eventually you come out into a room that opens up and it looks like a nightclub. And there's like these women dancing on stage and the, a guy who looks like The weekend comes up behind one of them and just like cuts her throat oh, and it, and it wow. opens up, it starts bleeding and yeah. it's. Um, and but and then there's mirrors every there's one room that's full of mirrors and then there's several guys there who look like the weekend and you can't tell how many are like reflections and how many are real and is one of them gonna move and and this is after you've seen him like slit somebody's throat right so you're sort of like apprehensive of being close to this guy probably by Mm -hmm. then yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's interesting yeah, it sounds very similar when he did the uh, halftime show for the Super Bowl like two years yeah. ago. Oh, I didn't see that. I heard about it, but I didn't see it. Did he do something similar in the performance? Very similar. Is it yeah. dark? It, it is. Yeah. That sounds like not so crowd pleasy for Super Bowl. No. Like not well, there was mass nobody... audiences. And well, and we were in a pandemic, so nobody mm. was there. So, mm-hmm. you know, he did the halftime show and it was all like very cinematic and theatrical. So when you yeah. watch his videos, did you watch one of the ones that was all uh, POV? It was like first person. It was like a bank robbery. No, I don't think yeah, it's a that really one. interesting video. I'll post the article really that Megan sent me so people can check it out and you guys can see it too. Cause it's, it's interesting, but I was like, Oh, okay. So now he has like some, some cred, you know, um, there was one with universal monsters. It was like the Wolfman versus Dracula versus the mummy. Oh, and from, I won't tell you who wins at the, there is a victor at the end. The Dracula, from, from what I hear, it changes like every week. I don't know oh, if that's cool. true, but I've heard that it changes. So I know who won when I went through the house, but I don't know if it'll be the same next week, but that was pretty cool. Um, oh, most wait, of the, tell us hmm? who won. Well, when I went, it was Dracula yeah, uh, and he's like holding up the Wolfman's severed head. Oh shit. Yeah. But it was cool. Most of the like atmosphere the, there was the mummy. So it felt like you're in this kind of like, um, what's the word I need? Not tomb, but like whatever. You know what I mean? Catacombs? Sarco- yeah, sarcophagus. No, okay. like, like you're inside one of the pyramids where people are buried or, or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and there's like those kind of stylized dog people looking things and just like the theming was very the mummy um and so i actually felt like there was kind of too much mummy could have used more dracula and wolfman just my opinion uh there was one for blumhouse and one house had it was basically a twofer it was like basically two full mazes in one uh and it was black phone and freaky really yeah nice we covered 
And just like Halloween, both of them basically led you through the whole plot of the movie. Um, so Freaky was pretty good. And they had these actors who look like Catherine, whatever her name is, Catherine Newton, I think, and Vince Vaughn. Yeah. And at first she's like the nice girl and he's the killer. And then you're in his like shitty little sleeping area. Yeah, that bum like infested. Right. Yeah. Barn. It was you a get to kick him in the balls by the end. No, we didn't see that happen, yeah. but um, you never, I don't think you ever saw them like actually fighting together. Maybe, maybe I, maybe they did and I missed it, but um, yeah, but it takes you through the whole plot of the movie, but the black phone I think was better done. It was like much more clear. I think, you know, the freaky is so high concept that it's like, it really depends yeah. on the actors and it's less about the atmosphere itself, but most of it was like in the high school where she went mm-hmm. but then black phone it starts with the van with all the black balloons and then you're in the room with the phone ringing and the bed on the floor but it's all concrete and then you have to walk through the kitchen and he's asleep in the chair snoring and you don't know if he's gonna wake up and um it was it was great so i think that's oh and then there was like a, a flapper witch one which was eh. me so that's it that was my rundown Sounds flapper good. like the 30s you mean 20s yeah the 20s then? yeah yeah, it was like a 20s speakeasy. Oh. You know, like during Prohibition or right yeah, right after it yeah. ended or something. But then all these witches were like flappers and they're casting spells. It was mm. okay. It sounds yeah. like a blast. <laughs> it was so much fun. Oh my God. And then so that's just the haunted houses. And then there's these scare zones out in the streets that you have to walk through to get to, you know, from place to place. And um, those were so cool. There's people on stilts on these giant stilts dressed like demons and witches and creatures. And st- I mean, it's just so badass. And there's so much like fog everywhere. They have these fog machines that just blast. Um, and so it's like half the time you can't see where you're going. You're like, oh shit. And then somebody with a chainsaw just rips it right next to you. And wow. it's just, it's like, it's like my favorite thing in the world. And they had themed food too, you were saying? Like we did. Yeah. I mean, most of it was like pretty not like stomach friendly. What? Yeah. Like food truck type food. It was more like carnival type food, uh, like okay. fried Twinkies and st- like yeah. stuff that like um, I-, I needed to like have energy. Like I never drink at this event. Like they have all these great, you know, themed drink, like these special drinks. I don't drink because I you like you need so much energy to get through it. And um. So I don't want to drink alcohol. I don't want to eat like really heavy fried food because I'll just want to lie down. <laughs> There's no time for that. So crazy. That's awesome, though. And happy birthday to our fear- fearless leader and get to getting to enjoy that. That's awesome. Thank you yeah. so much. I, I am very happy that that's how I got to turn 40. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, thanks for letting me ramble about it. But it was just so much fun. And I thought, you know, if I can blabber about this to anyone, it would be you guys. So <laughs> blabber away. <laughs> but yeah, most people wouldn't be like, oh, cool. There was a haunted house for the black phone. But I know you guys would be. Yeah, I dig it. <laughs> anyway, enough of that. John, do you have any news for us? We're going to keep it really light this week. Uh, Heidelberg shared with Jacqueline, both of you and I, the wearful werewolf by midnight i guess it's a marvel movie uh the trailer came out it's uh, a marvel it's a special thing that's going to be on disney plus okay this looked dope what did you guys think uh, uh, of the trailer of this werewolf by midnight i dig it yeah, yeah like the vibe of it seems so cool 
it's like Universal Monsters and a Grindhouse vibe, like mixed together. The way they cut the the trailer, it's all black and white. And then like, you know, there's like parts of the trailer where like it literally pauses for a second, like as if the films like stop for a minute, you know, they go Mm -hmm. in like Grindhouse vibe. I dig it. I hope the whole film is exactly like that. I don't don't deviate from that, that that look on the trailer, you know? I think we I all agree ag- with that. Yeah, I think we all agree that it should stay in black and white like that. If, if, yeah. if the whole movie's like that, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be like one of those hidden gems of like the end of 2022. Yeah, they're trying something different and I dig it. It's yeah. a different title that people aren't that familiar with. Um, it might pave the way for some Blade content too. So is this related to the Marvel universe? Is there it is. Like, is there like a basis for this somewhere? Yeah, there was totally a book original? called Werewolf okay. by Night, but it was okay. like an obscure. It was like when Marvel was going after like the horror crowd in like the 70s, I believe, you know, mm. and like they also had Kung Fu books around that same time. Mm. That's what people were into. And uh, Moon Knight actually got his start from the Werewolf by Night titles. So uh, Blade made a cameo and then they had a Dracula book at the same time. Right. It's so so I guess not knowing the Marvel genre is it is the werewolf a good guy or or this i think it's more like an anti-hero sort of deal like a tragic figure yeah like morbius yeah or like the original wolfman man yeah exactly yeah true true he was very sympathetic Mm. Uh, well if i were gonna see a marvel movie mm. that seems like something that would uh catch my attention Absolutely. Uh, I I have been seeing more and more about this Pearl movie that's coming out very, very mm-hmm. soon. Oh, my God. I The more I see this, the more I'm so excited about it. What about you guys? Like Pearl. The, yeah. The, I guess the prequel for X. It oh. kind of snuck up on me. Like I, I was looking at movie listings for this weekend to see if there's anything I could take my kids to. And I was like, oh, Pearl. I didn't know it was out. All, it was coming out already. There it is. <laughs> I don't know what to make of it, and I don't want to get overhyped, but I'm definitely very curious, especially by the trailer. I'm more excited about this than I was about X. You know, X was like, okay, I I, I love Ty West. I love all the movies that he's done, but this movie just seems like it, it's got like some sort of aura about it that that is gonna be fantastic, maybe. And maybe sort of like hyped. Black Swan vibes, like yeah, maybe maybe overhyping it a little bit but like for me i'm so excited about this movie what about what do you think it is about it that feels different to you do you think it's because it's set in the past or just something about the trailer or what it looks like there's a musical number or like (laughs) parts where she like you go into her psyche a little bit like she's i i i I think because x leaned really hard into um like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original mm-hmm. 1974. This one like leans way, way beyond that. Like, like uh, uh, Mia Goth just seems like she uh, just, just judging from the, the, the uh, trailer is that, that she puts on such a performance that you're really going to be engaged to her. Like you were kind of like you were with X, but more so maybe I, I I know that's very there's like scenes in the trailer that literally look like it's like a horror version of like singing in the rain or something for yeah me. it really feels like that yeah well that's for me yeah so i'm sort of like wondering what they're gonna where they're going with this so i'm de- yeah. definitely curious 
yeah if you haven't seen the trailer i mean it's a it's a lot of her taking an axe to a to a camera that is laying on the ground and she throws throws the axe into the camera and it's just like oh shit wow mm -hmm. awesome there, there's one scene where she's pushing a, a gentleman in a wheelchair up to a, 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 a the uh the, the yeah yeah the pier and there's an alligator coming and you're like oh fuck, this is gonna be awesome we've seen that before yep yep absolutely mm -hmm. <laughs> well i i hope we all get a chance to see it asap because yep. you know everybody's gonna be talking about this one yep like it, right on the heels of x so yep. agreed <laughs> i have unless anybody else has something no um, i don't have anything it's not really like new. Well, I saw Barbarian this weekend. Oh, tell us about pretty that. Pretty well in the theater um, over the, for the box office. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, there's aspects of it I definitely wasn't so satisfied with. Um, but I think it's a good watch. And I think if you go into it blind, I think you'll enjoy it. It's, uh, it's got some great atmosphere, some fantastic acting and cinematography. Yes. And um it's got some plot points that you're not going to see coming. So I think just go into it with, you know, your expectations in, in the middle, just blind. And I think you'll enjoy it. Okay. Nice. Who's the director? It's different. Ah, oh, shit. Off the top of my head. I can't remember. I know he did a skit show, like a sketch comedy show. Hmm. Wow. So many comedy people turning to yeah. horror. I think there's a fine line sometimes between the two. Um, there's a lot of similarities between comedy and horror. Yeah. yeah, especially with like dramatic actors too. Like we've seen that. Uh, it's uh, Zach Greger. Krager. Mm, that's not a familiar name to me, but I see Justin Long and Bill Skarsgård. So uh, he did the whitest kids you know. That's the show, the the sketch <laughs> oh, show. I've seen. Yeah. I don't know that one. But John, I agree with you. I think those are like the two genres that are that like the whole goal is to evoke a specific emotion. Yeah, you either audience. Love, yeah, you either love it or you hate it. I mean, well, they have similar aspects. Like timing is key on both. I mm, feel like good scares right. and good and good laughs are time. It's like very timing based. You need good timing yes. for both. Yes. You need the right setup. Like you have to know how they're crafting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that sounds great. I hope. I hope. Um, I hope John and I get a chance to see that too. I'm glad Me you already too. got to <laughs> making use of that pass. Oh, yeah. I can. <laughs> Going to make use of it this week and see Pearl too. Do it. That's awesome. Well, then you can tell us all about it next week without spoiling. Okay. Okay. All right. You guys ready to talk about sorority row? Oh, geez. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Jacqueline, uh, we were talking about sorority row, which is a loose remake of the 1983 movie, the house on sorority row. Um, you picked this movie. Why? Well, I was just kind of thinking of all the, the movies I could think of that took place at school or had to do with school or whatever. And there were a lot of good ones to pick. I mean, it was kind of a, a tough, uh, tough choice, but I didn't necessarily want to pick like a great movie. <laughs> How about Class of Newcomb High? Come on. I did think about that, <laughs> actually. Oh, Hyderberg is like gagging to death was that a sneeze or just a laugh <laughs> that was oh god no oh yeah <laughs> um and you know i feel like 
2000s slashers and 2000s remakes are often just overlooked and kind of dismissed as garbage and not without reason but i just thought what the hell not everything we 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 review i don't have to pick everything you know just because it's great like let's just pick something that doesn't get talked about much you know i think um these 2000s slashers are kind of just thought of as disposable and so i thought well let's talk about it and decide whether we think it's disposable so john let's get down to the truth this is like jack and likes picking stuff that makes us cringe and she likes seeing our reactions and making us exactly right, right. That. only yeah. sometimes so, only so, sometimes. so, so we should lead into this uh jacqueline does sorority row of 2009 <laughs> fuck or suck mm. that i mean that's kind of a tough one there are things about it that I really enjoy. I think that a lot of it is very entertaining and kind of uh, stylish. Sure. But like, if I am really looking at it with a critical eye, uh, there are parts of it that are just a complete mess. So I'm going to say like, at I, I, I don't have a score predetermined in my mind, but right now I'm going to say at best it's maybe a flaccid fuck at best wow so can we go to hydroberg uh after this because <laughs> he, he texted us like a week ago about this yeah about how much he loved it right hydroberg oh yeah i was like this movie's stellar it's so good it's like the <laughs> the best movie i've seen all year i can't believe i never saw it in the 2000s with all the great 2000s movies uh yeah so like a frat boy who's had too much to drink and now needs the roofiest date to get the job done this is a flaccid fuck (laughs) okay very apropos but before but before we move on to john i feel like i just need to call you out on something Uh -uh. um you just seem to speak dismissively of the 2000s decade when it comes to horror are you no, making a just, broad generalization about the quality of horror in the 2000s? There's just a there's a strong similarity to a lot of the films that came out around that time. And they're very similar. And well, this one, this movie itself is very similar to another movie that came around the same time. Mm-hmm. But um, they all have like the same look and a lot of them have the same premise. Um, I don't know. I disagree. I think that some, like some of my all-time favorite horror movies came out of the 2000s. I think it's one of the strongest decades of horror. I think the early 2000s is what I'm being critical of. I, I think after t- 2010 is when horror got a lot better. I'm just talking about like before. I'm talking about between 2000 and 2010. So like yeah. we got The Ring, we got The Grudge, we got Saw, we got Hostel. I don't if think you The like Grudge that. is that good, to be honest. Well, I think it's like very memorable and. Uh, Ladies and gents, Unique. Let, let, let me get us back on track here because yeah. we could talk about this. Okay. <laughs> I could go on for like an hour. So sorry. We all have opinions about that. Okay. I'm not, we'll save I'm it not generalizing the entire decade. Uh, just no, but you guys were these teeny up. bopper sort of movies is what I'm. Okay. Really okay. Okay. About. Okay. Fair. Not fair. stuff like the ring. Fair. Okay. I back off then. John. Yes. Does it fuck or does it suck? I don't know if I made a mistake of watching the original of uh, the house on oh, I wish uh, I did. house of uh, aunt's Rody row. Uh, I did not make a mistake to me. This movie totally fucks like, like, um, you know, finding a sorority girl. You have the <laughs> best sex of your life. 
It's not the walk of shame. It's the walk of fame. This movie fucks. <laughs> hey, oh, <Yeah. laughs> I'm so glad that you enjoyed it. That makes me really happy. It, I, I really, really did. I went into this movie with so low expectations, but I was just like so enthralled by the movie. Like I said, like, well, like I prefaced it is that I saw the original first. Mm, I'm just okay. like, let me watch this first and then compare it because maybe I'll, you know, have a better, you know, uh, uh, understanding of what this was trying to do, but uh, mm-hmm. it did well. So that's, awesome. that's my feeling. All right. Well, I look forward to hearing more elaboration on that after we've dropped the spoiler warning. Would you like to do that now? Yes, ma'am. Uh, we are talking about uh, Sorority Row from 2009. If you have not seen this movie, make sure you pause the podcast, go watch it, and then come back to find out what we thought about it. All right. Sounds good. Hydra Berg, I can't wait to hear this reach around. You said it was a good one. <laughs> yes, I have a consensual reach around ready mm-hmm. for you guys. <clears throat> Great. That's the, that's the best kind. Yeah. All right. Ready? Yeah. When yes. you choke on water, you're ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> A group of sisters pulls a prank most twisted, a boy involved with sex insisted. This group of gals reviews the tape of Megan as she feigns for rape. Cassidy, her mouth agape, the only one not aware it's fake. A prank played too long for Garrett's sake. Now Megan's dead, their real mistake. They didn't know when the fun should come to a halt. Now each one is claiming that it's not their fault. It all started over simulated sexual assault. Now the ball has rolled much further, resulting in murder. This group of sisters has crossed a thin line. Megan's last resting place is now a mine. All of them hysterical, minus Jessica. She's fine, because she's a cold bitch with a clear mind. To do whatever she needs to protect her own future, even if that means the group starts to fracture. As months go by, they just moved on, except for the killer with a tire iron. As the sisters are killed one by one, their gruesome deaths part of the film's fun. Never do we feel sad for their passing. Jessica, Jessica manipulates their light she's been gassing. All the while, the killer's been slashing, taking them out one by one like they're suckers till Ellie saved the day. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding Bruce Willis reference. Outstanding. You tied it together, man. Ellie is played by Rumor Willis. Yes. Rumor Willis <laughs> sucks in this movie. She's horrible. She sucks in this movie. She's a horrible actress, period. Sorry. Ah, Like the crying and the... Oh, she does. Screaming and the crying. And it's just like, you know, all of a sudden at the end of the movie, she's this badass, like her dad. (laughs) You're like, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Are you fucking serious? Really jumping ahead. But to be honest, yeah, that that part really bothers me. Me, too. The whole scene bothers. She's like fucking practically catatonic the entire film. Yeah. Just screaming her head off. (laughs) I don't know. I do. I'm just going to hide in this room. I just I wrote. I also was I knew I was in for some fantastic acting the moment I saw Roman Willis's name. I said she's a one, she's a horrible actress. Two, she has a dumb name. Only one of those is her fault. Jesus Christ. It is a dumb name, Rumor. It's such a Hollywood fucking name. Oh, we'll name our kid Rumor. <laughs> Come on. Uh to me, it's like I nothing can beat Apple. I, I was thinking Apple Contras. when I just said that. Yeah. And I was like, Apple. oh, she might be a Gwyneth Paltrow fan. Oh, my God. They so might like, well have named her Apple in the movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just uh, she was so bad. Yeah, she's really bad. Uh, what are you going to say? I was going to say, you know, who I think gave the best performance in the movie was Cassidy? the actress who plays Jessica. Yeah, she was good. I thought like, she was very was good too. 
she was all right, but I mean, she's kind of generic. But yeah. no, here's what I loved about the movie. Have you guys seen Plus. the original? No, many years ago. I don't really remember it. I remember the vibe of it. I just don't remember really what happened. They paid so much homage, very reverently to the original. Like, okay. like when they were doing the shots together and like telling what they loved about each other, mm-hmm. that was in the original movie. Cool. Like, and uh, the cane that was used pretty much at the end it, because it wasn't like a tire iron that was like converted, which was uh, just so stupid. It was, yeah, fucking retarded. Uh, I mean, dumb. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was so dumb, but I mean, it was like they used the cane that was in the original movie. You got to see the original movie. And Carrie Dude. Fisher being in this fucking movie made it for me. So I loved just, it. Loved it. I, I actually it. wrote this no likable characters at all. And then I was like, wait a minute. Mrs. Crenshaw actually yeah. is a likable character. Yes. You think that was a nod to the, the house mother from Black Christmas? I think no, so. It, no, it's the nod. She plays a house mother in this. I get that, but it's the nod to the original. Okay? Well, but I mean, even in the original, I think that maybe that was taken. The a fact little that they casted Black her Christmas. as the house mom, you know, just I thought I was like, well, she oh. was in Black Christmas where the house mom. You it, know, it, it, it is. It, and that's what 83 took from that, you know, being mm-hmm. a house mom of right. just like being this drunk or whatever, but being protective of these kids, you know, I, God damn, you guys never seen the original. Um it's on Shutter. I plan on watching it. Yeah, I watched it first. Um while viewing this, I just like the house mom is not the killer in the original. So sorry, sorry to spoil that. Well, she's not the killer in this one either. Correct. But you um vibe that that the house mom is <clears throat> in the oh. original. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, don't don't spoil the film because I haven't seen it yet. Okay. I'm sorry. But don't tell me that she uses a gun or anything. <laughs> She has a gun. <laughs> no, but she does use a cane. Okay. So <laughs> I texted you guys this last week. I was like, when I started getting my notes together for this film, I could already tell it was going to be a classic because of characters such as Brock-clad sister, trampoline sister, over it sister, amazed senior guy, and thwarted guy. <laughs> Actors who play roles that don't even have real names. Well, here's my, I think my favorite film. is over it, sister. Yeah, over it, sister. She's so over it. <laughs> I, and, and I didn't love that. I didn't love like the like the walkthrough with the camera of like the opening like, shot. Yeah, but but oh there was God. there was an homage to the original again of like when they it was outside the house and you're a glass break and a woman scream. That's what happens at the beginning of the original, like 1983. A woman screams, a glass breaks. So I'm confused, John. Which movie is good? Is it the original or is it this film? Because you keep talking about the original more than this. Film. I'm just saying it pays homage to the original. It's very I'm, nice. I'm, I'm wondering which one you actually ended up writing a review for. I like this one better because the kills were so much better. I mean, the kills yeah, in this were the kills weren't bad in this. So, like, I wrote down, I love that opening shot of the sorority pillow fight in the foyer of the house, <laughs> including the fun. back door PJs with the girls with their bare asses yeah. hanging out. <laughs> I, the the entire opening screams try hard to me, and it's just like, how many college cliches can we fit in one shot? It just felt really forced to me. But the entire it. film doesn't have that vibe. Yeah, no, it, it does. But it was like the camera kept panning and it was like, oh, girls berating each other for their body. And then it was like, oh, girls with their asses hanging out. It was just like, sure. I get it. It's a college party. But I, it was like, how many I, things can you get in one shot to establish? I, I understand that. But but uh, Heidelberg, I would actually recommend watching. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, to where you kind of like 
oh wait it's kind of paying homage to this yeah I don't know. To me, that looked like a super fun party. I it mean, did. if you if you set aside the, you know, circling each other's fat areas and that mm-hmm. kind of like body yeah, shaming Jack- nonsense. But but Jack- like the- there were two dope parties. It was the beginning yeah. and it was. Yep. 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 Uh, yeah. But like the music and the fun and the pillow yeah. fights and the lingerie and the, you know, it just looked like fun. So I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. It maybe, just it's sort of I'm, maybe it's because like I'm 40. Yeah. Maybe it's because I'm 40 that I'm like, oh, those days are <laughs> way behind me. But, you know, I would do that again. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if given the chance, I don't know how that would ever happen. I mean, all three of us would be like the creepy old people at the party. Oh, yeah, I would have party. a half naked yes, fight with some sorority sisters. Absolutely. We need to just have an old people party and just live it up that way. What, but what, um, dinner by eight and then we're asleep by 930. Watch a murder she wrote sitting on the couch going, oh, man, that was painful. No, no. Golden Girls. Murder she wrote. Yeah, Golden Girls. Get it right, John. Whatever. Matt Heidelberg. So you watched this movie about a week early. You watched it before we even recorded last week's show. But yeah. you were texting us and you're at first you were like, oh, my God, Jacqueline, why did you make us watch this? this is, ah. <laughs> I'm sitting down to watch this. Like, ah, why'd you do this? But then a that was when I saw later, Rumor Willis was in it. But yeah, but then a little while later, you texted us again. You're like, okay, maybe this isn't as bad as I thought. Would you care to elaborate on what? Well, that's why it's got a flaccid fuck. I mean, we can talk it up some more. But that that was my point is that that. okay? so I got the vibe that Heidelberg really hated this movie. He said you'd be very surprised about what I have to say about. I I feel like I went into it wanting to hate it more just because Mm -hmm. of like the vibe that it was setting off the bat and the actress, Mm -hmm. one of the actresses and just like. I was like, oh, God, you know, but okay. as I watched it, I did. It does have merit. I like I like the turn in the beginning, the plot twist in the very beginning about them, like feigning the whole rape scene. Mm-hmm. It was cringy at first because I didn't know. I even wrote down like I didn't know it was a joke at first. So before I knew it was a joke, I wrote a note. I was like, wait, some of these girls assisted in their sister's rape. Like, that's so fucked up. Like. And then, like, I was like, this is disgusting. And I was even going to write, like, is Jacqueline okay with this? And then, like, I realized, like, right after five minutes later, they realized they reveal that, like, it's a twist and they are all in on it. So I was like, OK, OK, OK. Because I mean, which is so still a really fucked up, fucked up thing it to is. do. But it's fucked it's, up to Gary. You know. But but yeah, that twist actually taken took another turn because the brother, like, stabbed her right in the heart. Yeah, which I saw that part coming a mile away, like. like well they were so dumb to like set this up that way and like let it go so far and then not watch let's go over here and we'll get some jagged rocks and we'll cut her head off like okay like where were how were they gonna like at what point were they gonna stop this you know if they were actually paying attention and like garrett's sister is there too and like she poorly planned out right well some of the acting was actually pretty good about it let me ask you guys about some of the camera shots it felt almost like seven or like a very uh avant-garde type shots where it was just like it was very shaky cam yeah, what kind of edibles were you on when you watched this thing <laughs> uh zero but no, I, mean, I will yeah. say there's a silhouette shot of cassidy at the mine when they get rid of megan's body right. and it's just her silhouette and shadow with like the lighting in the background that was an awesome shot there were definitely a couple shots that i thought were really good well i thought i thought the bitch girl that that went to go see her boyfriend's dad at this mm-hmm. uh, at this restaurant. I mean, I, I thought it was just very like like kind of awesomely shot because they did it throughout the movie. It was just like very shaky cam uh, back, you know, uh, a pan back of like 
you don't know who's really talking, who's walking. And at first it annoyed me. And then I went, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is not like an, a, an inept crew that was working on this film. Oh, I mean, no. it, these were like skilled professionals with some, you know, artist with an artistic eye, you know, they may not have had control over the material, but I think that there were, were some good things done with the, the camera work lighting soundtrack wasn't bad no uh and the acting overall like for the most part most of these girls play their roles really well Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i agree with that but i agree rumor willis is just like yeah rumor willis is just a fucking wet blanket but uh i even like audrina patridge as megan in the beginning because she's not really an actress she's a reality star she is right that's right yeah but for like for a little bit part i thought she did fine and probably could have done a larger role I thought it was a really dope scene of of when they were christening the house of like, hey, we're building on this. We're getting ready to graduate. And the shot of her sister of kind of looking like. Yeah, you see glimpses of her. Yeah, that character. And then all the the sisters freaking out was a really. Rumor Willis almost fucking throws up uh, Ellie. Yeah. She fucking screams and faints, right? It was like one faints. It was a fun scene because all of them kind of like see the same thing and they're like, yeah, it fed their fears for me because they had they had basically not mentioned it for months, you know. Well, I feel like that's a that's kind of a little mini trope that appeared a lot in thrillers in like the 80s and 90s where you think you see the bad guy in the crowd and you're like trying to catch a glimpse like the main character thinks he sees some like I think it was in Eye for an Eye. With Kiefer yeah. Sutherland, it's like he's kind of stalky. We know he's killed somebody, but got away with it. And now somebody's like watching the crowd for him. I think it happens in Face Off, maybe. Yeah, so- Jack- Jacqueline, <clears throat> I agree with you, but I also love the way it was shot because, it, like mm-hmm. I was saying, it's like these shaky camera shots of like down the hallway. And it was just like, you know, seeing somebody's legs walking <sighs> up the hallway was like to me, it was so different than any other slasher or it. Any other like like movie that was made around this time where it was just like that was interesting. Oh wow, like the way they did that. Or or when uh what was her name? Duke or whatever her name was. See, see Chugs. Chugs. Huh? Chugs. Yeah, so, Chugs. So, yeah, Chugs went to the professor's house. <laughs> no, he was a therapist. And that scene is cringy as fuck. Oh my Very god. Very cringy. Very oh, cringy. Dude, it, that scene reeks of fucking two thousands. It does. That's my problem with some of these movies. Like he's it didn't go as handcuffed to the bed. He offers to sleep with her for pharmaceuticals. Right. Right. It did not. It did not. He was clearly sleeping with the previous person. Sure. And it didn't go as far as the the other movies have gone of like like seeing the girl or the woman sleeping with this guy. You know, he's stuck to the bed. He's like, hey, just grab the key and then we can just finish this off. And then all of a sudden, you know, he gets the knife to the face or whatever no he gets a tire iron thrown impales his head from 20 fucking feet away which is super stupid <laughs> and then no, his body is like nowhere to be knife attached to i know it. there is but have you ever used a tire iron no they're so like the the way they're on the, the way that thing is weighted on one end you have a tool the other end has like you would not throw that thing and know that the fucking knife is going to be the one part that hits the guy meanwhile the guy who throws it he's not like a fucking gymnast or like that's why circus no he's like he's a regular dude he's a valedictorian like okay bro like maybe you threw a softball once in a while or something but like you throw this tire iron and you pinpoint it right into this guy's head right and then hide the body 
Like that said, I do love the kill. I love Chug's kill. Okay. Yeah. When she's when he pushes the bottle into her. Oh my god! I love that, and it's like jammed down her fucking uh, throat, and then he slits her throat, and you see the blood gurgle through. You would have imagined with Henry portrait of a serial killer, like when yeah, I love that scene. Yeah, when you saw her sitting on the toilet of Henry. That's exactly what you would have thought of what she gone, what she had gone through. And mm-hmm. so, like, when the when the bottle is stuck down her throat and like the blood starts gurgling to the top and yes. you see it bubbling, there's a bubble noise that they use and they they transfer over to the next scene. And it's the bubbles from the hot tub. And I just love the whole transition, the way they kept that noise and it transferred over to the next scene. Like, right. I thought that was really good, like movie making. Like, there was definitely some moments in this film that. I did gravitate towards. I just think some of it's overshadowed by stupid slasher, a 2000 tropes, like a guy throwing a tire iron from across the room. I like fair, fair point. It's a fair point. But I mean, if you're going to get hung up on the believability of that thing, well, I mean, then you've got to, you've got to uh, apply the same it's incredulity not, yeah. to like many other things in this movie. It's that not are even, not like, even I get it. Like it's believable. a movie, but there's certain things that just take <clears throat> like some things that take you out that are just so unbelievable where you're just like, come on. Totally really? agree. Totally agree. Um, I, I'll, I'll save what I find the most unbelievable for a little bit later because it's it's coming later. But also, um, yeah, uh, there was a part where Claire's boyfriend says boobies during the hot tub scene earlier. How'd that make you feel, Jacqueline? It made me feel icky. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, I, I don't like that. that. I was like, he, how dare he say that word? <laughs> how dare he? Nobody over the age of six should say that word. No. A booby? Yeah, it's just it's not. <laughs> It's not cute. All the guys in this movie are all cooters. Almost every yeah. guy. Yeah. So I, you know, we. I agree. The movie focuses on the young women, and they're they're, they're pretty cardboard characters for the most part. But I think that they're still like they're well played and convincing enough. But seriously, to me, all the guys in this movie are totally interchangeable. I don't know who Horrible. is who. They they're all look funny. exactly alike. They're all dressed exactly alike, and I don't know which one is which. Guys. I- Seriously, watch the original because it's the same way. <laughs> I kind of wish we focused a little bit more on the sisterhood of the girls. So we got a little bit of a closer look at like how tightly knit they, they were and how they unravel, you know, but. And again, let me. Well, they never seem like they are that tightly knit, right? Like, but I think that's kind of the point. I think that's yeah, like the irony. Like the whole point of a sorority, at least in theory, is that it's supposed to be this lifelong bond, this unbreakable bond. And. They call they even call each other sisters. You know, these people come from all over the country or the world. They don't know each other, but because they're part of this shared experience, they call each other sisters for life. But I think the irony here is that they really aren't that close to begin with. And they're like their relationship, their friendships with each other are dysfunctional and toxic and really not based on a strong foundation. Like, what do they really share? The, the closest we get to see during the movie is, you know, the the sort of forced intimacy or closeness of sharing a secret or sharing guilt yeah, together, which, which can, can bond be. people, but they have different ideas about how to handle it. And so and, it's it's a shaky it's a shaky base to be on to begin with. And the nice part about it is like throughout the movie, they break apart from that of like they have this bond, but it, then all of a sudden they, they start <clears> like a, we don't want a, a part of this secret anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's, it, 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 yeah, you're right. I think it's, it's a really nice, by the way, um, that boyfriend of Jamie Chung, 
Mm-hmm. Didn't he remind you of Lou from last week a little bit? Did he have a unibrow? I'm talking about the guy that that uh, Jamie Chung like jumped into the uh, hot tub with, where it was all the bubbles. Mickey, yeah, the boyfriend who gets killed later on in the elevator shoot. Yeah, Yeah. I don't. Again, like Mickey was equivalent to Kyle was equivalent. I wrote Chad for that guy's name, even though I know his name's not Chad. I just think that's a douchey sort of like movie name, and I just I just gave him the name Chad. Yeah, or Lou. I liked his kill though. Yeah, like after he, he. he gets done like being a real piece of shit the whole party to Claire and he like leaves her. He's hitting on her friend. He's hitting on fucking. Um, no, Ellie. he's hitting on those like young girls. Well, first he hits on Ellie and yeah, then after she leaves, then he goes and, and tells the other girls, yeah, I'll give you passes to the party if you show me some skin and they turn him down. They're like, you're not even that hot, which I thought was fucking hilarious. <laughs> it was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. But he actually said something before that is like, yeah, we'll uh, negotiate that. As far as yeah, so, yeah, she's like, just one quick flash. He goes upstairs to like basically talk to Ellie and try and make so sure that she doesn't tell Claire anything that happened downstairs. Right. And the killer gets him pretty good. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. smashes his leg, which was like, you know, quick, but it was good. It like, you know, de- debilitates him for a second there. He's like trying to walk. And well, then, didn't it like break through the skin? It did. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Bones and through then, skin is always upsetting to me. I, yeah, I, I in yeah. an enjoyable way. I like that. I like it when that happens. Oh yeah, that, it's very visceral when you see that. He, tries, mm-hmm. he goes down to dumb, dumb. Yeah, waiter. he tries to go down mm-hmm. the dumb waiter, and then the killer like again throws the fucking tire iron with pinpoint accuracy. I think. <laughs> no, this time he doesn't throw it. He just he sees no, where he, his head should be, and he just jams oh, okay. it into I the wall. I thought he throws it so and then blocks it. it. Yeah, not he that time. Not that time. him. And then walks up and then turns it yeah, to the knife edge, which I did like that because you know where it went in on the guy. And then all you see is like you hear the noise and you see like the blood trickling down into his eyes and stuff, which I thought that was cool. cool. Yeah, I did like that. There was some dope kills in this movie. I mean, it was like last week we were hoping for like for more a little a little more gore. This delivered big time. Did you uh, a lot of there were a lot of them, too. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of a lot of kills. Yeah. I love later when the girls find his body and they're mentioning like the tire iron left behind because the killer leaves it behind for a little while. Right. In there. Um, (laughs) They're like how it's not the same one uh, that it's custom. Right. And Jessica's like, yeah, it's pimped out. Like as if exhibit showed up and fucking (laughs) hooked this guy up or something. (laughs) Like fucking ride. I fucking love that. Oh, it's like she's like, yeah, it's pimped out. Yeah. (laughs) I I thought that was great. I mean, for the time that was. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you were around during that time, you'd know like that's definitely a callback to right. my it, ride. It's definitely not something that's going to carry on through the years. No. I mean, that was like it was like a nice little chef's kiss right there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. So I I had forgotten the storyline to this movie. It had been a while since I'd seen it, but I was kind of pleasantly surprised that it had sort of a connection to last week's movie. That again, the story in this one is built on. Red hair. A bunch of character. Well, no, well, yes, that, but mm-hmm. before that, a bunch of characters who have a secret. They do something bad, they have to keep yeah. it a secret. Mm-hmm. And um, and then they them. get their comeuppance later on. Cause just last week we were talking about I know what you did last summer and my bloody Valentine and how maybe those were influenced by prom night. And now this week we have the same thing. And yes, just like prom night last week. There were a lot of red herrings kind of mm-hmm. set up for us. I don't know how you guys felt about it, but I think this movie did a much better job of setting up the red herrings 
um, than prom night did. Like in prom Agreed. night, they were so obviously false. Jacqueline and and Hydraberg, I really, really high, highly recommend you watch your watch the original. Okay, we got it. Because John, we get it. You like the original? No, no, no I'm just, I'm just saying that, that that there are some really nice homages in this movie towards the original. It, it I wish, wasn't I, like wish I t- did have that knowledge it, to kind of help me. It, it didn't rip it off completely, but it did the same kind of thing where it's just like, oh, you think this person's the killer? But this happens, and you know this person is not the killer, and you go, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, I wish I had that because if, like when I watch this, I'm thinking more of like, oh, this is sort of like I know yeah, what you did it, last summer. It's, it's very much a, like that film. Yeah, and, it is. It is. But it's not a scene for scene ripoff like the. Yeah. But if I knew the homage, movie. the parts that were being an homage, I, I probably would have got more out of the film. I think you would have. I mean, I'm I, definitely going to go back and watch the original. Like, yeah, I it, it could have been a curse for me or it could have been a blessing. But for me, it was a blessing. Sounds like it elevated the film. It was. It, it, it elevated for me that it was just like, OK, you're paying a very respectable homage to the original from 1983 and you're doing a good job of this. The acting at times was shit. I, the, the very ending to me was like, like, fucking what, what the fuck are we doing here? This is like dumb. Should we so, talk about that? I feel like please, it deserves some please. serious discussion. <laughs> Go so, ahead, John, John, do you want to do you want to get into why it sucks so bad? Uh, hey, motherfucker. <laughs> it's uh, it, it, uh, so much CGI and uh, the house being on fire and, you know, finding out that the boyfriend of uh, what's her name? Cassidy. Jessica. Cassidy. No, it's Cassidy's. You talking about Andy or Kyle? There's well, two so red herrings that are there's two killers that are revealed. No, I'm well, well they, they make you think that Kyle is the killer. That's for a true, Hydraberg. That's very true. But I'm talking about uh, Cassidy. Andy is the Cassidy's real killer. boyfriend is Andy. Yeah, he's yeah. a real killer. That was so fucking sloppy to me. It was because it seems like they're revealing that it's Kyle. Right. And then and then his motives are and also then, stupid. The, both motives are totally stupid. He's going to kill like, there's... all these people so that Jessica's so his dad doesn't find out that Jessica did this. Like, however, are both these guys aware that there's a thing called just breaking up with a woman like you don't need to kill 10 people. <laughs> right. You could just yeah, break but... up with her. Well, did Kyle kill anybody, though? No, that, that, Kyle that, killed no anybody. My point, my point is, is that he never killed anybody. He sounds yeah. like he was about to. Yeah, he seems like he's about to hurt, like he hurts them and he seems yeah. like he's about to ki- and you're like, oh, no, it's Kyle. Why? But then Andy kills Kyle and you're like, oh, shit, I guess it's Andy. Yeah, but it's like, but there's no like there were clues along the way occasionally that, oh, it might be Andy like, oh, and they then- make a big deal out of pinging his cell phone. And like, you can kind yeah. of tell like, oh, I bet later she's going to ping it and it's going to seem far away but it's close or it's going to seem close but it's far away or you know and it was so sloppily explained of how how what we did as sorority sisters of killing this woman and throwing her down the pit is that this person told this person this other person told this person and then our none of them kept it a secret right but our protagonist did not yeah, uh, Cassidy did not tell her boyfriend. However, yeah. he knew because he heard from other people, which was so sloppy. He overheard from Chang. Whatever it was. I mean, it, was it, again, he, no, Ellie, Ellie told. Uh, oh, Ellie, Ellie. Yeah, Ellie told him. Yeah, whatever, she's yeah. That's my point is that it just it, it, she it was sucks. Like, it was like this. Domino, you really feel it was this domino effect of like, 
Well, how the fuck did he find out when <clears throat> his girlfriend that he loves so much and he wants to protect? How did he find? Oh, he found out. Yeah, so he's obviously a fucking sociopath before any of like, this ever happened because he's willing to do this just to keep his girlfriend's name out of it. Like, yes, so but they can uh, have but, some kind of future together. Like, but, yeah, but there's no clues really that, he was, that yeah. he's psycho. That there's he's well, valedictorian or that he's unstable or that he's violent. Like, yeah, we don't know what kind of home life he came from. Or there's no like, oh, my dad's really it's pressuring like, me to do well in school or nothing. It's just totally unearned. Yeah. So, so what the we ending were talk- is totally honored. Yeah, so yeah. what we were talking about last week with with prom night is that we had all these characters that were semi flushed out that you go, oh yeah, this could be the the killer, this could be the killer, but the brother was the killer, and you kind of understand. And you at least that. understand why. Yeah. Yes, exactly right. So you, you go, yeah, I kind of get that, even though it was sloppily explained of why he was the killer, but like the boyfriend being the killer of like, what the fuck, really? Like, yeah, it was sloppy. It was like that to me. That is the very worst thing about this movie, and brings it down significantly uh-huh. in my esteem. Like, if they had, if they had really stuck the ending and had like a really great, you know, surprise twist, yeah, like and killed like, Ellie. Uh, yeah, or like, yeah, yeah. Or if like the killer had been somebody that you're like, oh yeah, like, um. If it had been one of the red hair, you know, if one of the red herrings had been a little less obvious, like the sister mm-hmm. or something, um, like maybe you think the sister is really innocent and she's just joining the sorority or whatever. But they they obviously make her the red herring because the first time we meet her, Jessica's like, oh, she's creepy. Well, you think maybe the video <laughs> that what's her name took on the phone, maybe that got sent out. Right. Yeah. Like, this is before streaming and stuff like that. So right. That claim right. Show wouldn't have done that. But it would make sense if it were her sister because she's and trying to get revenge because yeah. it's her but, sister. And Jacqueline, I was going to bring that up, too, because you see her multiple times in the movie and she's flushed out enough to be. She's so clearly a red a killer. Red herring yeah. Well, I, I, yes, a red herring for sure, but she could have been the killer at the end of the movie. Is, yeah. You know, one, she shows up, you know, it's this big bright light. It could have been the girl that was killed. And it's like everybody's freaking out, but it's just the sister. Mm-hmm. She shows up <clears throat> probably what, uh, 60% through the movie where like she shows up in front of the escalator. It's just like, yeah, I, I was going to go to the party. And then at the end, she fucks that girl's boyfriend. And then it's just like, yes, she is the killer, you know? And then. No. Yeah. The um, problem is we see too much of her. And uh, so it's like enough to convince us that, oh, it's not, it's not really her. I, like, and kind of too much attention is given to her that it's like, it kind of tips you off that like, this is a red herring. Now, if they if had, had shown. Just, go what? ahead. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say if they had if we had only met her casually like briefly once or twice like oh I'm thinking about rushing next year and then yeah. oh I'm, you know I'm gonna do the and then you think she's just a sweet girl then like she you don't really think about then you wouldn't really think about her too much throughout the rest of the movie and then if she turned out to be the killer at the end you'd be like oh yeah, yeah but it was her yeah but that but, makes sense I, my point is is that the mom was the same way for prom night last week yes. of like yes you know you saw her very little and then all of a sudden she shows up wow she almost dropped her mic i'm okay, I'm okay. she's so excited um no but if the mom showed up and she was the killer but the red herring and you'd be like oh my god i feel like had they just told us like earlier on at some point that like andy graduated and his major was engineering and then we knew that like obviously engineering because that's how he fucking developed that custom tire iron oh my god eight (laughs) months that's literally that's the tool of of death that you're gonna you had to make a tire iron to kill everybody bro that's so elaborate 
Oh God. Oh my God. Dude, Hydraberg. I really hope you the don't. is my new fucking oh, trash. It's so dumb. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it's a really dumb tool to kill mean, people with. Please don't pick something next week you can focus on like that because we got, we got the trash. Oh, it's Miller time next week, bro. We got the unibrow. We got the tire iron. That unibrow had to go. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I've gotten rave reviews about our episode last week based on that rant. So. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, I mean, I, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm, yeah, that <laughs> unibrow. Really, I can't that argue. That was offensive. Uh, one part I did really like was uh, when Jessica and uh, Cassidy are hiding in the bathroom from Kyle, who we think at that point is the killer. Okay. Um, and they're hiding, and they find Megan's body, who was also a red herring. They also made us think maybe Megan's still alive. Oh, well, who knows? You know. Well, you never. Saw I, I would have liked that. It. I would have yeah. loved that. Like she well, was alive. The original movie did the same thing of like the person that died at mm-hmm. the beginning. I won't. Don't. Uh, don't. No, I'm just he saying. He can't help it, Jacqueline. He uh, just uh, loves the spoil shit. Okay, okay. So a person that died at the beginning of the movie, you think is the killer. Yeah. You see him through the rest of the movie. Go ahead. Sorry. Um. So like this. You need this, to be that, on Spoils of Horror. Yeah, I was just going like to say, you need shit. to just join Spoils of Horror so you can just spoil shit left and right. All right. Bye, guys. Uh, no. No. The Godfather. So like, I just I just love when they find Megan's body behind the shower curtain and mm-hmm. Jessica's response is Cassidy goes, oh, shit, it's Megan. And Jessica goes, oh, she looks terrible. <laughs> like, like as if she's like been through a bad breakup and she gained some weight and she's yeah, like wearing yeah, a horrible yeah, outfit. Yeah. Like she's fucking dead. And she's... you're like, oh, she looks terrible. <laughs> yeah, like, she's like totally decayed. Yeah. Maintaining yeah. that like Jessica's just a shallow bitch through and through, no matter the situation. I kind of But love I have to scene. admit, some of her lines made me laugh. Yeah. Right. Like that scene yeah. in general, like the, right like, there. That was pretty funny. That yeah. was the she point of where you realized that Okay, she's not the kid. Got me pretty good. <laughs> it was like, yeah. Oh, okay, so she's not killing people. I also liked her death, like the tire iron through her mouth because she did have a big mouth, and like to see that was kind of satisfying. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a ninja star. Yeah. Yeah. And he pulls it back out. There was one part I found kind of, kind of dumb. It broke some continuity for me. At when Ellie, um, she hears a noise uh, downstairs. Uh, the final encounter with the killer, right? She's um, no, I'm sorry, not that part. That part was funny though. Um, when Cassidy uh, knocks out Kyle, when it's revealed that he's the killer in the bedroom, and like she runs downstairs to save um, Maggie. Okay. Kyle's dressed normally. When he comes back downstairs, it's he's revealed he's the wearing the fucking robes again. Yeah. Like, you why did you put the robes on? Why did you put the robes on? Yeah, between the, the robes to... and the ability to to somehow telepathically know where everybody was going to be at certain points, like yeah. the killer's strategy does not make sense. Like the logistics of the killer do not make sense in this movie. Like it kind of like in prom night, like he just he shows up and like, how could he know that this is where so and so is going to be? But somehow like, what he was knows. plan B if, if it didn't go as planned? Like, yeah, and how did you get back to the sorority house so fast and like just it's it if you think about it even a little bit it it unravels yeah it's, and, it's not good and Hydraberg, i'm gonna bring up the continuity thing of like how the fuck did he get up that fast and put it on and why then, did he put it on and like I why thought, was it there did he take maybe, it off in yeah. there before like how's he keeping track maybe it was like harry potter is. dress robes and he was like accio robes or something and he's like summoned <laughs> them was he? No, that's Michael? dumb. But was he? Dumb scene. Was he, yeah, was he Michael Myers? I did love <laughs> the Jamie Chung kill scene with the flare in the mouth. Oh yeah, yeah. that, was that good. looked I really like the good. Practicality of it, or 
Whatever, it, even if it was CGI, it was pretty well done. It didn't yeah. look practical. Uh, yeah, it nah. didn't look CGI. It looked practical. It looked like they took a dummy and put a yeah. iron in the mouth. And I was like, yeah, it looked pretty good. That's what I thought. Yeah, I kind of like I, like her character was just sort of like whatever. Like she just went along with what any, anybody told her. She was a pushover. I didn't have any problem with her character. No, I, I kind of like wish she had a little bit more to do in the movie because I do like that actress. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I will say uh, she's very attractive. She is. She's hot as fuck, dude. Yeah. Yeah, she's hot. Uh, I also like. um, uh, There's a part where um, Ellie is like, oh, I'm good. Ellie's finally decides she's going to do something, right? You're like, oh my God, she's finally doing something. She's like, I need to do something. So she hides, right? She's going to hide from the killer. What does she do? She just goes into like a closet and like pulls some clothes in front of her. And you can see her fucking legs and shoes. <laughs> like, is, like, does this chick want to live at all? Like, is, she's not even fucking trying. It was so pathetic. She's never seen a horror movie. I know. I was just like, oh, he's not going to know you're there. Definitely Again, not. it's Rumor Willis. And um, I couldn't tell how much was acting or just Rumor Willis. I, w- I wasn't sure. Me either. Is it bad that every house or apartment I've ever lived in, I always have like an idea of where I would hide in case there were a killer after no, me? No, no, I always all. think about that. That's very practical, Jacqueline. <laughs> that's a fantastic idea, but Rumor Willis sucks. By the she way, didn't, she didn't think and it's just like so I did. unbelievable that in the end she's the one like she's done nothing but cry and what whine the, the whole film. The what the fuck was that? That's she a- kills Andy and then tells Maggie how to protect herself from the flames, and then she saves Cassidy. Like she just she comes was supposed through. to be a nursing student, right? Yeah. Okay. She was the one who was like, "You have to get the air out of her lungs so she doesn't float." And yeah, true. Like all okay. this kind of like physical, like but bodily, she didn't do anything. It was just an unbelievable turn for me. It was like, oh. okay, she's John McClane now. Like, yeah. okay, <laughs> wow, nicely done. I love yeah. that. Uh, John McClane is. Um, <laughs> Bruce Willis's character from uh, Die Hard, for anybody who doesn't know, which I'm literally just talking to Logan right now. Which, by the way, <laughs> telling you that that's what that's Christmas from. Logan. <laughs> Die Hard's a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. I'm with you on that. Oh, Jacqueline! I liked Andy's death too. She goes. Here she goes. I'm coughing. I'm just trying to mute my mic so you guys don't hear me. Coughing. Like him getting shot out of the blue wow. and then falling to the floor to his death. I thought it was cool because like the floor goes out and he falls into the like the fiery basement. And I did think that was satisfying, but I kept waiting for him to shoot the grappling hook attachment out of his fucking tire iron and then pull himself to safety like fucking Batman, because that's what I thought was going to happen with that little grappling hook. He had. I got the same thing because he yeah. appears and like, he's OK. He's got the grappling hook tire iron. It was going to go up to the ceiling. Uh-huh. Go, go gadget. He grappling did have hook. that rope earlier, right? So he attached the rope to it and shot it up and fucking saves himself. Swings uh, in for the sequels. Oh, already no, wrote no, no, he wasn't saving himself. It was going to be a scam. Skeleton that's on fire. <laughs> yeah, or he 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 punctures Rumor Willis with it and then pulls her in with him. That would have been a satisfying ending. Well, so you just made a joke about oh, that's we're going to save that for the sequel. I feel like this movie did set up for a sequel it that does. never happened because at the very like the very last shot is you see somebody walk like Garrett. standing in front of the sorority house and it, right. he's got slash. Well, yeah, so we don't because see his he face, broke, he but you his, can deduce that's Gary. Yeah, he, he cut his wrist scars. with that that piece of mirror. Yeah, right. and so now, they're clearly setting it, up, setting it up that in a sequel, maybe he's going to be the killer. Which he was his... like the main red herring most of the movie. <clears throat> right. Right, mm-hmm. because he was sort of like out of it already from the trauma of going through the, you know, the fact that he killed uh, Maggie. And the, uh, sister Maggie that, and the sister that was sitting in the middle of the group of girls was, yeah. was the sister. Yeah, it was Maggie. 
Yeah. Because they all walked away with that badass sort of like fire behind me ending where they're just like this. Oh, it was horrible. You, but we're not going to turn around. We're just that was so horrible. Forward. That was girl. power. Oh, yeah, that was so cringy. <laughs> yeah. But um, and like they were I, clearly walking so slowly and yeah. then they put it in slow motion. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, you would not be walking that slowly and calmly away. Just I like uh, uh, so when Garrett when they find Garrett at the mine again. Right. And he's there. We didn't really get to see like what he's been up to. Right. So obviously the killer has been fucking with him, too. Right. Because he got like a note. Right. Or something to show up there. He had this broken piece of mirror. Yeah. Text message. That's what it was. Well, he sent a couple. Right. Or yeah. The group. text. I forgot about the group. Yeah. Um, So he had, uh, you know, back then the group text, probably the message, the the amount of money they spent on messaging was probably a lot. Yeah. Yeah. This is before the iPhone. and stuff. anyway, uh, he had a broken piece of mirror, which is like, why would you just ha- randomly have that? Was would you think that was a nod to prom night? No, like, that's I what like he had to cut himself with. He just picked up something randomly instead of cut himself. I feel like there was like there like there was broken glass. There OK, already. it was just really that, random. I can't and having remember, just but I feel prom like night, I was like, I wonder if this is a nod to that. <clears throat> no, I, I feel like there was something that like just a quick reference to like something uh, that broke. And so he was. Using I wish it was. I don't remember what it that was. would have made it a little bit more satisfying. Yeah, but that was definitely him at the end with the with the cut up arms. He was like, what? a Yeah. Construction yeah. worker. Or he... Can we bring up know. Carrie Fisher? Yeah. Yes. All right. Carrie Fisher. Um, uh, <laughs> she was kind of awesome in this movie and she was making yeah. like four minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah. When she shows up in the end and hits Jessica in the face with the shotgun. Yes. Around. Like like. That bats are in the back of the, the, the with the butt of the gun yeah. nose. That was awesome. But the way she's firing off at this killer and it was just like bam, bam. She kept missing. She yeah. Did. And then not a good throws, shot. Yeah, he throws the tire iron <laughs> again. Well, first it, he it, shoves her with the table against no, the no, no, he shoves he throws that, a tire iron and it hits died. next to her. Yeah, the, oh, one, okay. the way she died forward to shoot some more, and then he pushes the table, pushing her back into the tire iron. She got stuck again. Oh, you're right. You're right. Refrigerator. Yeah, it was already in there. He stuck it into her. But the sound of it was actually kind of badass. It was like, yeah. Like the way she looked, she was like, <gasps> like, like yeah. she got cut in half. So I thought that was pretty cool. I like that she was um, a little bit, I mean, you know, it just wasn't a great layered textured character but she was a little more nuanced than a character like the house mother in black christmas from the 70s like that that house mother was kind of this like silly drunken woman who really she like put on a happy face in front of parents but really she was pretty contemptuous of the girls like she just really thought of them as like these dirty sluts but carrie fisher's character in this i felt like you know she had a realistic idea of these girls and like how innocent they were and were not. Well, like, she, you know, she, yeah, she, under- but she also really cared for them. She understood them. Yes, she did care. But again, I'm going to direct you to watch the original and then you'll see what the house mother was <laughs> like after she hits Jessica. Jessica's like, what the fuck was that for? Or something like that. And she's like, that's for, I know what you did or whatever. And then they like, oh shit, you know that we killed Megan. And then that's when Maggie finds out like, wait, you killed my sister. <laughs> yeah, and then like, right. 
she's uh, Carrie Fisher's character. It's like, no, I mean, like, like you trashed my fucking house. Like <laughs> four years. Like, what a rookie mistake. If you've done something wrong and somebody says they know what you did, you have to verify what they know. Before yeah. Well, you they all to told anything. somebody. Most of the, most of the girls all told somebody. <laughs> Ellie told somebody. Jessica told somebody. Yeah. That's stupid. Watch yeah, the original. So like, and they were they were the ones. That, well, Jessica was the one from the beginning who insisted that everybody shut up and keep the secret. And yeah. yet, she's one of the people telling the secret. She yeah, she blabbed it right away. She goes, "Yes, oh, I, I know we did this." Sorry. She was so worried about marrying a senator's son that she wanted to make sure that, like, why would you tell that guy? I loved, I loved that scene when, Fucking like, idiot. she went to dinner with that guy with, with the senator, and the boyfriend showed up. I was just like. The way that was shot was like just like very. I liked how the senator put her in her fucking place. Yes, like I I love that whole scene. It was was awkward, but in a good way. Like it was like well written because it feels like something that somebody, a man in that position, might say to somebody that his child is dating. That's Mm -hmm. like I've got your number and I'm watching you, and I don't think you're like the right material i like when he's like you're a spirited young woman she's like thank you and he goes that's not a compliment. that's not a compliment no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man Ouch. yeah what I a what, what a rough scene that was but the way it was shot too i mean it was just like this almost like seven you, you guys seen the movie seven of course i have it was like not pulling it down. well no i'm just saying that it was very shaky it was like like different angles and you're like wow this is like kind of cool yeah it's good yeah, it was. All right. Well, is there anything else you guys want to touch on before we give our ratings? Uh, no, but Jacqueline, you picked this movie, so you start us off. <laughs> um, I think that the, the strengths of this movie basically lie in just the kind of the pace that it keeps. Some great kill. It's like it's the stuff that you would expect from a fun slasher movie in the 2000s. There's hot girls there's some boobs there's you know a gratuitous partying and stuff there's a lot of kills they're pretty good um pretty gory mostly pretty creative fun to watch it keeps a quick pace you don't have time to get bored it's a fun ride i think the strength of this movie is the ride that you go on along the way um I i think it's not it does not do a good job of building suspense. It's not scary. I, I'm never I'm never experiencing dread watching this movie, which is my favorite emotion to feel when I'm watching a horror film. <clears throat> There's no dread whatsoever. Um, like it's fun to guess, as I said before, they do do a better job with setting up the red herrings than prom night did. <clears throat> like in prom night, you really know. That all these red herrings are red herrings but in in sorority row i really do think that you are kept guessing until the end but i i still wouldn't say that it's suspenseful um <clears throat> and then the reveal of who the killer is at the end i think is just so unimaginative and illogical and it's just a total letdown i think it cheats the whole movie i think if the I think if this movie had had a very strong ending, and I think they could have created a strong ending with many of the characters. <clears throat> I think that um, um, it, it never should have been a male character to begin with. This movie is all like female centered. And yeah. I feel like the killer should have been, should have been Ellie. Carrie Fisher or Ellie 
or the sister or Megan herself, or maybe even Cassidy. I don't know, but you could have come up with all sorts of creative ideas for any of the female characters that we spend the whole movie with, or that we meet along the way. The, the male characters I think are pretty inconsequential in this movie. And I think it's just, it, it's like a flaccid penis to like end up with <laughs> one of the boyfriends as the killer. It's just like, you're right though. It, it just like drives right off a cliff. And that's so disappointing. It's so disappointing because I really do think the ride is fun. And I think there's value in a movie that's just a fun ride, you know, mm-hmm. with good kills and a fast pace. And you, you know, you, you keep it going, you buy into the premise and you go along for the ride. There's value in that. It doesn't have to be an A24 movie. Um, but God damn it. It's so disappointing that the ending goes the way that it does. I, I, I wish, I wish somebody would redo that and, and, or maybe there's like an alternate ending out there somewhere and that would turn it all around for me. But it's that's so fucking bad. If uh, only there was an original film that did it better. <laughs> maybe, maybe there is. We'll have to do John? some digging. <laughs> we'll have to do some research and find out. Um, <clears throat> putting the killer aside for the minute, I feel like from the opening scene, you know who the final girl is going to be. Like, you know, Cassidy is going to be the one to survive because she's like, hey, guys, I don't think we should do this. I'm going to call for help. I don't care what you say. And you're like, oh, she has a moral compass. She's going to survive. So that would have made it better if she were the one who turned out to be the killer somehow for some reason. I don't know. But um, and Ellie, you kind of I don't know. It can kind of go either way because she seems like sort of an inconsequential character. But she is also like, I don't feel good about this. She's clearly guilt ridden. So she has a conscience, too. But um. But yeah, you can you can tell right from the get go. They the try to keep it from is. her all the time. Like there's that one text and they're like, hey, quick, hopefully Ellie didn't see that. And you hear her upstairs. Yeah. And then she screams. Like, screams. Oh, too late. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> so I it's it's not great, but I because of the fun that I do have with it, for the most part, leading up to the final act, I, I, I'm going to stick with my original feeling that I, I'm not going to call it frigid. I, I will call it a flaccid fuck and I'll go with 5.5 out of 10 pimped out tire irons. <laughs> nice. We got a custom review right there. Wow. Nice. There you go. Did you John? write that originally? Yes. I, I planned that. Pimped out? Pimped out tire irons is what oh, I wrote. I wrote. I wrote about two hours ago. Yeah, John, what do you think? What's your <clears> rating? Uh, the acting sucked. I really, really hated the ending, but I loved watching this movie. <laughs> I it was a fun loved, ride, right? It, I, it was. If you were going to give a horror movie a popcorn rating, this would be your popcorn horror movie. Uh, it was just it was gory. It, it gave me enough gore to where it was just like, oh my God, fuck yes, that was awesome. Uh, the acting was just like, I hate, but oh wait, hold on. I love this. This was awesome. You know, it just kept me for a ride. Um, ooh. Um, yeah, Rumor Willis sucked in this movie. Everybody else did a really, really good job. Um, I, I, I said at the beginning of the podcast. What did they do a good job at? You said their acting sucked. <laughs> no, I, I'm sorry. Maybe he was uh, just mainly referring to rumor. Rumor, rumor yeah, really sucked. Funny. 
Um, I, I said at the beginning of the podcast, maybe I shouldn't have watched the original, but the way this kind of nurtured the original was really, really nice. It was like, like it just paid homage. It wasn't like ripping off the original. It was like nicely done. Well done guys. So I'm going to give this a 7.5 out of 10. Oh. What was it? Pimped out, out tire, tire irons. Pimped out tire irons. So 7.5 <laughs> wow. out of 10. 7.5. Yeah. That's high. I'm glad. Well, I'm glad you really enjoyed yeah. it. I see. I, I I don't I, think you're mistaken. I, I, I don't think watching the original was a mistake. I think maybe maybe we should have watched the original first. I, know. I, I think I, it enhanced the viewing yeah. experience of this movie nope. for you. It really did. I, I kind of love the camera shots, the way it was just almost like done like a like seven or a fight club mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was like very grainy and stuff like that it it annoyed me at first but then i go this is kind of fun because i don't think any of these uh uh, any of these other 2000 remakes have done this the way it's just kind of like grainy and like back and forth and it was like in your face but it was fun i had a good time with it so Mm -hmm, there you mm go seven point cool awesome hide your bird uh yeah uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the story uh, of the girls playing a prank on uh, way too far. Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, it was different. I think it was a pretty decent premise to start the film off um, and to have like this fracture between the girls uh, start because of that. Like, I do like that idea. I don't know if eight months is enough time to go by, though. Like, I feel like maybe a little bit longer, like. If they had just started college or like the second year and then, then they were like towards the end of their their college, uh, like the fourth year, I feel like that would have been a long enough time for more of this stuff to develop. It would have given uh, Andy enough time to create that dope fucking tire iron uh, that he created. Time to finish his engineering yeah. degree. Uh, there's like so much that happens in that short <laughs> time. I'm just like, really? OK, but um, there's some really decent kills, though. Um, the the, the gore is not like super crazy, but it's it's enough. It's very satisfying. Um, I do think the kills were there's certain kills that stand out above others. Like I love uh, Chugs, uh, whatever Chugs, 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 right? With G, Chugs, Chugs. yeah, not Chubs, not Chubs. Chubs. I got a Chub while watching this movie because the chicks are hot. (laughs) Um, No, but yeah, no, I liked her kill especially, and I love the way they tied it into the next scene with the sound. Um, There's some decent red herring work, I thought, like last week's. like last week, she said it was a little weaker. Um, yeah, the red herring work was a little bit better maybe on this film, but I think they stuck the landing better on prom night. Then it's more believable who the killer is in prom night than it is in this one. It's more earned, like Jacqueline said. Um, the film also just it had some funny moments, like whether intended or not. I got some laughs from this. Like, oh, she looks like shit about Megan's corpse. <laughs> just made me laugh my ass off when that scene. I was just like, Jesse, you're such a bitch, even to your dead friend. Like, it's all about looks and shallow fucking bullshit. Like, just drop it, you know? <laughs> uh, but on that note, there's not a like a single likable character in this movie, except for like not even Cassie's really that likable. Like, she's the one you want to like, but she's not even that likable. No, she's I not. think Mrs. Crenshaw is probably the most likable. Fucking I would agree with you. Right? <clears throat> I would agree with just, you. Yeah. And we don't get a ton of her, a ton of her. Um, I also think there's a lot of dumb, like cl- college cliches in this movie. Like, granted, it's a college film, so I get it. Like, you, you got to put them in there. But I think maybe maybe some of them just feel a little forced 
for me, but I don't know. Um, I mean, you got to set that setting anyway, so they have to be there at some point. It just sort of like takes me out of it a little bit. Uh, using the custom tire iron, as cool as an idea as it is, the color, like customizing this tool to use the whole film. In practice, to me, it's just fucking dumb. Like the entire film, I must use this fucking. It's a tire iron, bro. Like, seriously, like I get it. It's different, but I don't know, man. I wish somebody had a flat tire and like one of the red herrings was like, here, I got something for you. And like they fixed it and you're like, oh, it's got to be a tire him. Iron. Got iron. And it turns out he's not him. He's just good with cars. Like, I don't know. Uh, Ellie saving the day at the end. Yippee Kaye style. Like, it's just fucking stupid. Stupid. Her character was like fucking borderline comatose the entire movie. And then all of a sudden she springs into action. She knows how to put out fires and how to jump over fucking like floors that are disintegrating and oh you know she shoots a shotgun like from the head like, blow her back yeah, yeah it would blow her back she knows like she and then she cocks it like she's badass like it's just not earned just like the the, the reveal of the killer to me like it's just too much agree um i would have rather that ellie was the fucking killer i would have like turn turn that somehow yeah. um the story basically i don't know like <clears throat> It's a lot. It just has very close similarities to I know what you did last summer in a sense to me. I know it's probably just the time frame of when they came out together. I believe I know what you did last summer came out a little bit earlier than this, like a year about or ten two. Year, about, no, like ten years earlier. Ten it's years, like late nineties. Yeah, was it? Okay, yeah. it's after Scream. I know what you did last yes. summer. Okay, uh, I want to yeah, say ninety eight or ninety nine. So much like that <clears throat> that film, you know. Like yeah. there's something that happens in the very beginning. We see like a close knit group of friends. And then, like, something drives a stake, uh, a wedge through them because of the secret that they have to keep. And then a killer comes back. At least that's what they make you think. Uh, and the film, unfortunately, it's just plagued by a lot of the tropes of, like, early 2000s horror films for me. Um, I don't know. And much like Date Rape, it's just bad. It's not that great of a film. You know, Date Rape's pretty bad, guys. Like, even that if it's bad, fake, like, just. Just don't do it. So bad. So bad. I don't think anybody uh, here bad. is advocating for date no, rape. No, uh, no, it's bad. No. It's pretty bad. I think we can I'm all just, agree. Uh, you know, we don't Terrible. we here at Terrible. Cut Above, we don't agree with we do date not rape. condone oh. date rape. Even fake Terrible. date rape. It's bad. It's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. Um, well, so that's so, the that's the moral lesson of this movie is when you fake a date rape, look what happens. Yeah. Fake or otherwise, it's bad. Period. So true. Uh, so with that said, I'm gonna give 2009 mm-hmm. sorority row. I'm gonna give it five out of ten pimped out tire irons and that's pretty generous i feel like five's pretty good it's flaccid but yeah it's not Better a, a hardcore i feel good coming down a little bit lower than jacqueline's but still not like look i had fun watching this film for the most part there's just i think the fact that i had fun and then there's some major missteps is like where i'm really sort of like come on i feel a couple couple twists and turns you could have nailed and you could have had a, a better more rewatchable film i could have recommended this more to people and and maybe I totally that agree with you. yeah and maybe that affected my score of watching the original of like mm-hmm. oh, well it paid so much homage to this you know I tell you what I'm gonna watch mm-hmm. the original and then I want to give you guys an update maybe in a in an episode yeah. or two like yeah, if, and if you, that did change my idea of this film you should and maybe I shouldn't have <laughs> I should no 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 I, if I it added to your enjoyment of this movie then I think it that did. was the right move yeah I was gonna try to. But Hyderberg, I, I, uh, by the same token, I think that five is a totally reasonable score. Sure. Yeah, I agree. So, I agree. I, I ain't mad. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. A, <laughs> I'm not offended. Well, yeah, do you guys want to hear a little trivia? 
Yeah, there, there's not a ton of good stuff. Um, John gave us more trivia about homages to the original than IMDb gave me. So uh, they only please told me one or two things. Please, Jacqueline, <laughs> don't mention Rumor Willis, please. I don't think I will. Uh, the movie was originally intended to be R-rated, but after the success of the Prom Night remake from 2008, mm. Summit Entertainment planned to trim it to a PG-13 rating. However, the studio changed its mind and decided to keep the movie as a solid R-rated movie. I think that was the right move. Agreed. I think that was definitely if the right move. The boobies. Keep the boobs and the gore. Yes. I have no problem with that. Um, the frat boy who drunkenly declares himself a sea pig. I'm a sea pig. That's a reference to the original film where a student jumps into the sorority swimming pool and declares the same thing. Yes, he does. Leah Pipes, who plays Jessica, originally auditioned for the part of Ellie. Is that her real name? It sounds like a porn star's name. Leah Pipes. Yeah, yeah, it does sound fake. I don't know if that's real, <laughs> but that's that's her that's her name on that's how she's credited. She, but yeah, she auditioned as Ellie. Ellie. Yeah. And they they were like, no, I don't think you're right for Ellie. But they gave her some hair extensions and put her in a different wardrobe and had her read for Jessica. And then she got the part. He kills it as Jessica. I think she's, she's great. Unbelievable as the, bitch. I tell you that. I, I think that's a fun. That must be a fun role to play. Yeah. So um, I, I could tell she was having fun with it. It was enjoyable for me to watch her in that character. You know, it's an unlikable character, but it's uh, it's still fun, you know, because she's such a it's like just a way that you like most normal people would never behave. I feel like she's the one unlikable character that earns being unlikable. Like you yeah. get why she's unlikable because that's her character. Exactly. Yes. A lot of the other chicks are just sort of like, eh, like they're just love, following her mostly. I love, yeah. Yeah. I love the fact that she grabs the axe instead of the uh, <laughs> fire extinguisher in that that one scene where it was like, okay, so you had the fire extinguisher, you had the axe, she grabbed the axe. Mm-hmm. That was her, right? Uh, I don't mm-hmm. remember. I might have been white hot with fucking heat and hatred for Rumor Willis hiding in the <laughs> closet at that moment. I didn't notice. All right. Jacqueline, continue. Um, all three sorority sisters, Chugs, Jessica, and Claire, who decide not to keep their silver bracelets that Mrs. Crenshaw gives them, they end up dying. But Cassidy mm. and Ellie, who keep their bracelets, make it through the movie alive. So I think that goes to like, you know, that's another signal of their moral virtues that like they value the sisterhood, they value the ideal of what this you know sorority <clears throat> is supposed to be it's like a chosen family and all that really nasty of them. the other girls the ones who take them off especially jessica it's like they put on the face of it like oh we're sisters but then they really it doesn't really mean anything to them particularly I'm, jessica i'm not so thinking it's kind of a silver on my skin no i'm not silver coated. Is plated? Uh, as if yeah it's very true uh, <laughs> yes thank you to the slack i think it was logan maybe who defined that first or maybe it was bob i'm yeah. not sure uh body count 10 10 deaths That's what i said yeah 10 right was a guess, yeah. But... yeah so you know oh. megan dr rosenberg chugs joanna the girl in the shower yeah uh mickey mrs crenshaw claire kyle jessica and andy they all die so that's 10 um Cow. That's that's about it. (laughs) Nothing really earth shaking, honestly. (laughs) But that's it. No way, bro. This is fun, though. I love this discussion. This is great. Yeah, it was good. 
Um, so, well, Hyderberg, I'm glad you didn't hate it as much as you expected to during the opening credits and seeing Rumor Willis's name. And John, I'm really glad that you enjoyed it at a that was like a, that's in solid fuck territory. So I'm I'm glad that you enjoyed hey, yourself man, with you my little stupid pick. <laughs> I actually really love this movie. I thought it was great. So I'm so glad. Yeah. Well, Hyderberg, next week it's your pick. Yes. What are you choosing for us to watch? It is next week's my pick, and we're gonna keep with our horrors of school theme, and we're gonna do 1986's Night of the Creeps. Whoa! Yeah, which is streaming for free on Pluto. Is this Good our first? Know. Is this our first Tom Atkins movie? It is. Yeah. We have another one coming up in a month. Oh, <laughs> I'm not gonna say what it is. True. But... True. Well, some people in the Slack already know. <laughs> oh, that's fine. But anyway. Yeah, so neither. I'm glad we're returning to the '80s. I'm glad. Uh, I don't. Oh, yeah. I didn't get enough '80s after Rock and Roll Nightmare and Prom Night, so I'm excited about that. Keep I feel like when it comes to thing. school films, like the '80s has it. They have a ton, a plethora of '80s school films. It's true. Should I would I say do, a plethora. You're right. Yeah. Should I do Class of Newcomb High? Or like a melange, if you will. Of, a melange. A melange of yeah movies. What do you think Rob Zombie thinks of this movie? Oh my god. <laughs> Well, he, I heard he's planning his remake of the remake. Ah, sorority. No, <laughs> sorority. Does it, ho. Does his, yeah. Does his wife play every role? All the sisters? Yeah. His like 52 year old wife is going to play all the sorority sisters and the guys. She could be the house mother. I feel like he would cast no, Bill Mosley will play all the guys. And then <laughs> yeah, I would not be mad about and, that. Yeah. Bill Mosley as three different frat boys. And what's his like, name? Robert Robert Brake or whatever. Um, no, Tony, Richard Brake. Richard yeah. Brake. Yeah. No, Tony, I don't know. I love him, but nobody can beat Bill Mosley for me. Tony Todd will play the house mother. Oh my God! Where the fuck did that wow, come where from? You come, where, where, where fan I don't casting? No, I, I have no idea. No, it should be Jamie Lee Curtis, man. Yeah, that would be actually good. Sorority Ho coming soon. <laughs> sorority blow just let's think of uh, all the stuff that rhymes and that's bad <laughs> well done Jacqueline that was nice well Thank done <laughs> sorority blow anyway yep electric boogie. part two like oh my god I almost <laughs> yes I almost beat I got you it to first. it I got it first oh my god like two days ago somebody I can't remember who but I was in a casual conversation with somebody and somebody referenced electric boogaloo and I was like <laughs> really? damn the it actual electric boogaloo where, yes, like where's John when I need him? <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, but I, of course I immediately thought of you because that's your that was funny. Oh my god! Uh, All right, what is it? it's uh, Night of the Creeps next week. Yep. Night of the Creeps, so free yes. streaming on Pluto yes. TV. Cool, okay. cool. I can't wait. I think that's easy to access. For yeah, that's a people. free. It's like Tubi, sort of. Yeah. Oh, I love me some Tubi. I I'm a Tubi. Nothing, yeah, there's a couple ads content. on it. But... Yeah, they're short. I'm I'm totally down with it. Yeah, Tubi's great. All right. Well, I will see you fellas back here next week talking about Night of the Creeps from 1986. In the meantime, if anybody out there wants to share their thoughts about Sorority Row, the masterpiece known as Sorority Row, (laughs) or if you want to preemptively send us your thoughts about Night of the Creeps, you can email us at acutabovehorrorreview at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at cutabovehorror. If you have any expertise on tire irons and you want to like hit us up on Instagram, you can hit us up at a cut underscore review. Or you can follow us on Facebook, a cut above colon horror review and give us those five star reviews on iTunes or Spotify. And uh, 
Thank you so much for wherever you listen to us. Thank you. And if you have any sordid stories about secrets that you've been keeping since college or some dark deeds that you committed, share those with us too. We Listen, won't yeah, tell anybody. anybody's body down a mine shaft. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we won't tell. Definitely a platform to. Actually, <laughs> what Jacqueline did in the past. Sure. Yeah, I, tell us. We're not, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, Joey is her second husband, so. What? Mm. It's true. Mm-hmm. I was previously married. What happened to the <clears throat> to Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm the future ex Mrs. Malcolm. He's <laughs> your Salba. He's oh, he's number three. He's coming up. <laughs> keep track. <laughs> anyway, I will see you guys back here next week. Can't wait to talk about Night of the Creeps with you. And keep it creepy.